Hello, and welcome to the Fire Up podcast. We are Simon and Madeline Carrington, founders of Fire Up Ministries. At Fire Up, our mission is to restore marriage and family life in our culture by proclaiming St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body. This podcast is a place where we want to deepen our discussions on, on human relationships, marriage, family life, vocations, uh, masculinity and femininity, parenting and many other topics. This podcast is born out of our desire to set the whole world on fire with God's love so that every single person would know they are loved and created for happiness. We are so glad that you have joined us. Hello and welcome to the Fire Up podcast. My name is Madeline Carrington. And I am wanting to talk to you today about a very important topic. The title that I've given this podcast is Satan Wants to Break Your Spirit. And that title will make more sense as we go through the podcast today. But really why I want to talk about this topic is because I think it is a central topic to address in our lives if we are to be fully alive, if we are to really answer the call and fulfill the mission that God has placed on our hearts. I think we really need to address that Satan is actively working to try and silence us, to try and make us distracted or forget about our mission. And he uses a number of tactics that I'll address later as well. Um, as well as some ways that we can we can resist the um, the work of the devil in our life. And I know this might seem like a pretty um, heavy topic, um, but I definitely think it is one that deserves our our time and attention. So hopefully, what I'll share today will be helpful in your life. So, how does this topic link to what we're doing here at Fire Up? And it's quite simple. Our mission, as you know, is to restore marriage and family life through the teachings of St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body. We have a desire to help everybody realize that they are loved, that they are created for a purpose, and that ultimately your your destiny is heaven. You're, you're made for heaven. And how we live our life on this earth should be pointed and directing us towards having that eternal life, that eternal communion with God in heaven. And ultimately, you know, if we have good marriages, if we have good fathers and mothers, you know, these holy domestic churches and holy priests and religious sisters that will come out of those holy families and those good families that give life to the church and help the continuation of the church. Because as we know, without without priests, we do not have the Eucharist. Without the Eucharist, we, we do not have the church because we are the body of Christ. And the Eucharist is what nourishes us and allows us to be fueled in our mission right so as pope benedict said that the eucharist really is the source and summit of the faith so 
we acknowledge that every single person, every individual has a mission that God has given to them, right? I, I this, this blows my mind every time I stop and ponder it, the fact that, you know, Jesus, Jesus can do it all on his own. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need me to help him. In, in many ways, I, I get in the way of his mission being fulfilled on earth, but he he wants me to be part of it. He invites me into his mission, just like he invites you into his mission. You know, the fact that Jesus loves us enough to invite us into his divine mission of building up the kingdom, it's its mind-blowing, but it's the reality of our faith. It's the reality of how much God loves us, right? Um, and really the mission that you feel called to, the mission that God has placed on your heart is the answer to the ache for something more that has been written on your heart from for all eternity right so that you are called to something more something your heart desires something beyond this world and that is the the miracle of what god invites us to um in spreading his mission mission in spreading his love in building up the church it's amazing and the simple, or not, it's not simple at all, it's, it's vastly profound that God calls you, you, to participate in this divine mission. And maybe you don't know how you're meant to fulfill that mission, and that's okay because God reveals it in his time, in the way that we are able to receive it at a time that we're able to handle it. Um, he will call us to that that mission or that, that our vocation, right? But every single one of us, whether you know it or not, you are called to be a light, a magnet of joy, of truth, right, of God's goodness. And as we know that quote so well and here at Fire Up is by St. Catherine of Siena, you know, if you are who you should be, you will set the world on fire. And that's true. If you are who you should be, if you fulfill the mission God has given you, you will set the world on fire. You will change lives just by your witness, just by your yes, by your joy, by your conviction. You will build up the kingdom of heaven. Your simple yes, right? Your simple yes will change the course of history, right? On a great scale, but also on a smaller scale in the, in the history of someone's life you can have an impact and you know what <laughs> that is exactly what the devil is afraid of that you will say yes that you will answer the call that you will be in touch with the ache in your heart for something more and do something about it the devil is petrified of that so you know what enough's enough it's time to Pick up our bat, pick up our weapons, right? Go into battle and say enough's enough, devil. I'm gonna say yes because I want something more. Not only because I I want to make a difference in the world, not only because I want to be happy, but because I want to participate in this divine mission that God has entrusted me with. That's why enough's enough. And that's the reason for this podcast today. Satan does not like when we say yes to God's divine will for our life. 
for God's plan in our life. He doesn't like it. You know, doing God's will for your life, you know, Jesus didn't promise it was going to be easy. But when we do, when we accept God's will for our life and we do it well, by well I mean relying on his grace and inviting God's grace into our vocation, into that place, you know, and we know, for example, with the sacrament of marriage, we have the sacramental grace that is that is on tap, so to speak, right? But so many couples don't implore that or invite that sacramental grace into their marriage, right? Um, same for every vocation. I believe that a outpouring of grace comes for every um with every child right because we need we need god's help we need god's god's grace to to fulfill our vocation to the best of our ability you know it's one thing to be a wife it's another thing to be a great wife right because ultimately wife husband mother father they're labels but we add depth and meaning to what it means to be a mother and a father by how well we fulfill that calling right so satan's i think i think what he wants is for us to stick to the label to to reduce that calling to a label and not fulfill it not not give it depth and meaning and and um and fulfillment in our vocation you know whether it's priest father you know husband whatever it is he wants us to to not fulfill our calling but when we do god's will in our life it it brings this freedom right it brings this joy this peace this security of i am his and he is mine i am doing his will i am close to him i am in relationship with jesus right and it reminds me um of the the um world youth day theme for 2011 world youth day in madrid and i was i was so blessed to to be there and to participate in that world youth day and that's really what set my um my faith on fire and this was the theme for that world youth day it was from colossians chapter 2 verse 7 to be rooted and built up in jesus christ firm in the faith and really we cannot accept and then fulfill our vocation if we do not have this first if we are not rooted and built up in Jesus Christ and firm in the faith, because God often asks us to do some scary things, right? Things that we don't feel comfortable doing. And that could be on a, on a large scale, but also just little, little promptings throughout the day from, from the Holy Spirit. It can be um, difficult to accept those things. But if we are firm in our faith, if we do accept God's will in our life from that place of security, then there is such liberating freedom that comes from that, right? And, but, you know, we have to also recognize that when when we are in that communion with Jesus, when we are doing God's will in our life, when we are affecting change in the world, when we are impacting people or or let me rephrase that, when we are allowing God to impact others through us, when we do surrender to be his vessel, to be his instrument of 
grace and love in the world, we are we are a huge threat to the devil and his work. A huge threat to the devil and his work. So by saying yes to God and his will, I also firmly believe that you are saying yes to having a giant target placed on your back. And the devil's going straight for the bullseye. He's going straight for the bullseye. All right? How does he do that? How does he try and and attack attack you when you are trying to bring light to the world when you are striving to fulfill your vocation to the best of your abilities how does he do it i think there's three main ways sorry four main ways that he does this the first one is lies right the devil is the father of lies it's one of the 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 greatest titles we can we can attribute to him because there is no truth ever with anything related to the devil, right? It's pure lies. But maybe you're like me and, you know, you sometimes uh, feel like you're constantly fighting these negative thoughts, these lies that come into your head about yourself and your identity. And by the way, your identity is the first thing the devil will try to crush, your identity. Namely, your identity as a beloved son or daughter of God, right? This is not a new, and he's been using the same playbook for since the beginning of man, right? This is exactly the story of Adam and Eve in the garden. He's got the same playbook, the same tricks. He tries to, A, convince us that God is not good and that God does not want our goodness, right? And so in doing that, he he um he's trying to crush our identity as a beloved son or daughter of god right that has a father who loves us and wants our goodness above all things so be wary of that in your life what what lies are you battling about your identity about your self-worth about your your dignity right about the the the, the truth that you are loved right he's really the lies is, I think, his number one tactic. And then it's isolation. It's trying to make you feel alone, trying to make you feel like your mission doesn't matter, trying to make you give up on that calling, trying to numb that ache in your heart, right? Trying to make you feel like no one will understand or that you, you what you're feeling isn't valid, okay? Number three is silence. He will try to silence you. He will. He hates the fact that I'm doing this podcast right now. But I felt such a conviction that this needed to be said. He will try and silence you, okay, no matter what it is, no matter what your mission is. And then the fourth way is idleness. He'll try and distract you. He'll try and stop you from fulfilling your God-given mission. And, you know, I'm not... Uh, this could be something as simple as you're always getting distracted from so- on social media. I'm not saying that the devil is making you do that or anything like that or that the devil is behind social media. Absolutely not. But 
these little little distractions, these little things that that may come in your your path that you feel you're always reverting to, you're always you know coming back to, um, or even like the temptation to sin that makes you feel like you're not worthy to be in relationship with God, or you're not worthy to to um, fulfill this mission that God has given you because ultimately the devil wants to keep you from your mission, right? The devil wants to keep you in sin. The devil wants to keep you away from God's God's presence, right? Away from being in communion with God. And so we need to be aware of this. You know, awareness is key when it comes to the spiritual battle. Okay, one of the greatest tricks the devil has is to make someone believe he doesn't exist. Right? It's one of his greatest tactics to make someone believe he doesn't exist. But my goodness, does he he exist, right? Um, just read the lives of the saints if you need any any assurance that the devil is real. So I want to give a little analogy here and um I was blown away and I just felt so compelled to incorporate this in. And it's from a movie, okay, movies really speak to me, quotes, art. I I really um I really receive a lot from in, in my prayer with, with movies. And I was having a conversation with Simon the other day and he brought up this film, this movie. Some of you may have seen it. I hope you have. If you haven't, maybe sit down and watch it. It's a great film and it's a DreamWorks film called Spirit and it's about a horse named Spirit. So um, this film, this film came out in 2002, I believe, and I've got some great memories of watching it with my brothers when we were younger. This was one of our favourites. We loved this film. It's a dream, yeah, DreamWorks and it's called Spirit. Um, and... You know, our little Joseph is, he likes to watch a movie in the afternoon. And so I decided to put Spirit on for him um, the other day after I had that conversation with Simon. And I was just watching it through the lens of of this spiritual, um, you know, discussion and, and looking at the, the impact that Satan can have on our lives. And I couldn't believe the analogy and I just felt it was so powerful and Forgive me if it doesn't speak to you, but it really spoke to me, so I think I'll share it. So this is a bit of a spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Spirit, I highly encourage you to watch it, but I'm, I'm not going to leave much to um, to that, that you're not going to hear today. I'm sorry if I'm spoiling it for you, but Spirit is a very headstrong horse, and this film follows his journey, and it's set in in um western america when it was being settled and and um spirit is captured he's a wild stallion and he's got this real spirit of freedom and he's captured um when he goes off to try and figure out what these these um strange humans are and what they're doing in his home territory and he's captured by those who are who are pioneering the west and he can't handle being being um you know having having the 
the bridle on and and the saddle on and and he just you know he's he's going crazy in this confinement and the captain no one can can break him in right he's he bucks everyone off no one can break his spirit no one can no one can tame him so to speak and finally the the captain of the camp says you know that horse needs to be tied to a post for three days and given no food or water and then on after three days the captain decides to settle him up and and try and and tame him try to break his spirit right you remember his name is spirit and anyway spirit is tired he hasn't had any food or water for three days and he he's been in this isolation he has been far from his family for a long time he has you know not been able to run free like he would every day in the in the the open and he would follow the raven that was one of the things that he would do or the eagle um in in the film and and the the captain is trying to break him and 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 tame him and so anyway the captain puts up a really good fight and eventually spirit is exhausted and he he caves right and you've got to remember if you haven't seen it you've got this image of this this man on a horse right he's literally on his back and and spirit gets to a point where he's just exhausted and you see his face you see his body posture change he gives in right he gives in and it would appear that the captain has broken him in and he's walking him around the the arena and all of the other horses have this look of of sadness of despair they're watching this horse who came in full of fire and and ready to fight and they've just seen his spirit broken and they're so they're so upset and the captain has this very smug smug look as he's parading spirit around the arena to all of the other men who couldn't break this horse in and and he wants to to be he's really like relishing in in his achievement and spirit you see this moment it's such a powerful part of this scene where he just stamps his foot and he's like no i will not give in i'm gonna keep fighting why because that's who i am i am spirit and he just finds his inner inner energy somewhere and he bucks that captain right off and he bolts out the open door and it's such a powerful powerful scene and why it spoke to me so much is because that's what the devil does to us he tries to break our spirit right he tries to get us to succumb to idleness to silence to you know his will for our life instead of god's will for our life and what is the devil's will for your life it's hell literally right what is god's will for your life heaven it's very simple what the devil's trying to do he's trying to pull you away from god's grace to pull you away from god's mercy to drag you out of god's 
grace and into sin, into darkness, into despair, into discouragement. It's black and white, guys. It's that simple, right? He tries to break our spirit, hence the name of this podcast. Satan wants to break your spirit. He's on our back, okay? Now, that's why it spoke to me so powerfully, this scene, because quite literally the captain who um, is representative of, of Satan in this story is, is, can be on our back, crushing us, right? But we've got to be like spirit, that horse, and just buck him off, right? Now, that might sound easily done, but how do we buck the devil off our back? We need weapons right? We need weapons. We're crazy if we think we can go at this unarmed. Now, what are our weapons? I'm going to go through a few of of them with you, okay? I've got three key weapons that we need in our life to buck off the devil, to, to get him off our back. The first one is scripture, second one is sacramentals, and the third is devotions or prayer, right? Prayers. So I want to start with scripture. Now, let's get something straight here. Satan hates scripture. Satan hates the word, right? Why? Because the word became flesh. Okay, when you when you pray with scripture, when you renounce the devil with scripture, he flees, right? He he cannot stand a chance against the word of God. And that's why the Bible is so powerful. The scripture, the word is so powerful in our life, right? It is key. If you don't read the Bible every day, if you don't implore and know scripture and 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 study it and love it and pray with it, now's the time to start. Now is the time to pick up that Bible, dust it off if you haven't picked it up for a while, and read the word of God. Let it be part of your day, right? Let it be part of your day. We know that quote by St. Jerome, ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. Okay, we want to get to know, we want to get to know um, our Lord through the scriptures. So pray with the scriptures. Okay, he hates the word. Okay, and the word became flesh. And where did the word become flesh? In Mary's womb. And that's why the devil hates Mary. That is why the devil hates Mary so much, right? It's because she said yes to God's will. It's because a mere mortal made way for the salvation of souls and the devil is still fuming about that, right? 2,000 years later, he is still fuming about the incarnation. But that is why Our Lady, right, invoking the intercession of Our Lady is one of the greatest weapons that we have against the devil, and I'll get to the rosary. I'm skipping ahead. Let's let's stick to the word for a second. I want to give you three of my favorite scripture verses for praying for spiritual protection and renouncing Satan in, in my life, right? Because it is so crucial that we do this. The first one, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 20. It's about putting on the armor of God. Now, I'm just going to read two, two um, verses from, from this, but I really encourage you to pray with Ephesians 6 verses 10 to 20, okay? Now, Ephesians 6, 11 says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to able to stand against the wiles of the devil, right? Put on the whole armor of God. 
Very simple. Stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, and then it goes through what to put on, you know, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of, salva- helmet of salvation, sorry. But I just want to draw your attention to verse 16, okay, and I just want to highlight this one. Again, I encourage you to read all of Ephesians 6, 10 to 20, but I want to focus on verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you can quench all the flaming darts of the evil one. Okay, the shield of faith. Ladies and gentlemen, you have got to pick up that shield every morning. I I pray with Ephesians 6 every single morning. We need that shield of faith because that shield of faith, that faith in God, that faith that Jesus will fight my battles, that Jesus is my protection, that is what is the barrier between us and Satan, right? And listen to this can quench all the flaming darts of the evil one. St. Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, knew what he was talking about, right? He knew the importance of resisting the work of Satan in our life, and he said to do it through the shield of faith. Imagine that. I'm a very, when I pray, I get a lot of images, and I imagine that shield of my faith in Christ, that faith that God will fight for me, that he will protect me, right between me and satan between me and and the wiles of the devil right so it says that that shield of faith will quench all the flaming darts of the evil one so the all those darts all those lies all those um temptations that satan is throwing at you all day every day will be quenched will be dissolve so to speak in that shield of faith that you are putting between you and satan right ephesians chapter 6 so so powerful and the second bible verse that i want to share is exodus 14 14. i love this one it's so powerful but it's also very easy to remember exodus 14 14. the lord will fight for you you only have to be still. The Lord will fight for you. You only have to be still. What a beautiful concept that in my stillness, in my interior stillness, no matter what's going on, when God is most powerful is when I surrender and give him permission to take over in my life. You know, and so it's not so much about what you do as opposed to what you allow God to do in your life. It's not so much you, that's why it's not put on your armor, it's put on the armor of God. Okay, Jesus does the fighting. Okay, we just have to let him. So Exodus 14, 14. And the final scripture verse that I want to share is is probably my favorite. And it's from the book of James chapter 4 verse 7 and when um, Simon and I were praying about names for uh, Thomas um, we felt really really called for his middle name to be James after the book of James because um, this I, I love the book of James it's my favorite book in the Bible but particularly this this quote um, so that was the inspiration for Thomas's middle name But James chapter 4, verse 7, submit to God, resist the devil, 
and he will flee sorry flee from you submit to god resist the devil and he will flee from you so 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 powerful so profound so simple if you've seen the movie war room it's a great film about the power of prayer this is the key um the key scripture that that sort of highlights in the movie submit to god resist the devil and he will flee from you so they are my three scripture verses obviously there's so many more but these are these are my go-to and these are have been so powerful in my life so ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 to 20 james chapter 4 verse 7 and exodus 14 14. the second weapon so to speak that i want to share is sacramentals okay and we could go on and on and on about sacramentals but i just want to call to mind three main ones and that is holy water holy salt and a crucifix right these are things that you should have in your home um holy water you can buy holy water fonts um you can you know i remember when when COVID hit i bought a uh like a two liter bottle of water and i took it to a priest and i asked him to bless it so that we would have plenty of holy water when you know we still can't access the holy water fonts in church so it's not hard to get right you just need water and and a priest to bless it for you um and holy salt you can do the same you can you can take some salt and have it blessed and obviously a crucifix is is also a powerful sacramental to, to have in your home um you may even want to have one in every room, you know, but uh, crucifixes really are like a powerful thing. You may want to wear one as well. Um, but these are all little things that, and you know, we don't, we, they're, they're symbols of, um, the, like the, the grace that God, God has in our life. Um, so sacramentals are a great thing to have around and, the final thing that I want to share is devotions or prayers. And I mentioned the rosary um, and any prayer against, um, or oh, sorry, any prayer invoking Our Lady is very powerful against the wiles of the devil. Also the St. Michael prayer. Now I'm going to pray the St. Michael prayer and I want you to, to really listen to the words, right? Because I was praying the St. Michael prayer for, for ages um, for years before I, you know, really pondered what the words were saying. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is such a powerful, powerful prayer against temptation, against the work of Satan in my life. So listen to these, these words. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him. We humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. So powerful. Call upon the St. Michael prayer for spiritual and physical protection. And the final one is the guardian angel prayer, right? Asking our guardian angel to protect us to defend us to keep us from from harm and and to be again another barrier between us and satan so i do hope that that was enlightening and helpful and perhaps 
got you thinking a little bit about how you can arm yourself more against the work of Satan because I promise you that if you are actively seeking God's will, if you are striving for virtue, the devil is trying to pull you away from that because he is so threatened by the by the potential of what you can be if you are saying yes to God's will for your life. He's so threatened, right? So stay strong, stay close to our Lord, pick up your weapons and know that Jesus has already triumphed. He has already won the battle, right? So take courage in that. And I have also just found the scene that I was talking about from Spirit. So I'm going to put that in the show notes. And if you haven't seen Spirit, at least watch this scene um, because I think my analogy will make a lot more sense. But thank you for joining me on the Fire Up podcast. And I really pray that that was helpful in your life. And if it was, share it with a friend. And I'd love to hear from you as well. You can contact us on social media or you can send me an email at madeline at fireupministries.com. I'd love to hear from you. God bless, and thanks again for joining in. Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you would like ongoing formation from Fire Up Ministries, I would love to invite you to be a part of the Fire Up family. Please visit our website at at, at www.fireupministries.com for more information. For just $1 a day, you can have exclusive access to the content that we create just for our family members. We cover five key areas, singleness and vocation, dating and marriage preparation, marriage enrichment, parenting purity to your children and sexual apologetics. Each month we release new videos, prayer resources inspired by the theology of the body and give you access to a private portal to answer your questions. The Fire Up family is an online community of passionate people who are dedicated to being disciples of the teaching of Theology of the Body and working on allowing this teaching to transform their life. For just $30 a month, you can join us. We would love to welcome you to the family. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. God God bless. bless.